Welcome to the show. I'm Chris Potter, broadcasting from Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. We're going to be talking about mental health. I am an out bipolar with anxiety and ADD. Our guests will be discussing their mental health challenges, their experiences, and their coping mechanisms. The skills they've gained and hopefully give you, the listener, some insights or new perspectives that might help you through the day. There are no rules and nothing is off limits. And now, we're talking. Welcome to this episode of We're Talking. It's going to be just me talking for this one. I've uh, had a suggestion from one of our listeners to talk about the brain, brain chemistry, and some. I'm doing some research. I found a fantastic article that I want to walk through with you. Um, I did have another episode recorded, but mm, suffered a minor technical challenge, so I'll have to re-record that episode. And I think uh, Bindcast will be more than happy to do that. She was sharing some interesting stories and uh, wanted to share a little bit more in a more structured way. So we'll come back and we'll revisit that episode with her in the very near future. And I want to walk through an article that was, uh, it says it's medically reviewed by a Dr. Deborah Rose Wilson. And the article was written by Carly Vandergreent. I hope I've said that correctly. And it's talking about dopamine and serotonin and, and neurotransmitters and how how it all works in your system, my system, everybody's system. Everybody has uh, uh, dopamine, serotonin, and and uh, the, these neurotransmitters running through their bodies, regulating their chemical structure. Um, you get stressed, something else gets released. You get happy, something gets released. There's all of us have all of these systems in our, in in our in ourselves, and some of it, some of us have have it not functioning properly and needing medication or or alternative ways of of eating alternative ways of of uh you know doing yoga or meditation whatever it is that helps you uh feel better and and balance these chemicals um growing up with uh, a father who is who is bipolar and and completely uh askew his his serotonin and and dopamine were firing uh you know at, at 11 um, for, for long periods of time and then not firing at all for long periods of time, causing the, the mania and, and the severe depression that he would go through. Um, for, for me, uh, I'm hypomanic. I, I rapid cycle. I'm, I'm up and down possibly many times a day. And uh, I don't ever, I don't ever really know that I'm going up and down. Uh, somebody else talking to me might notice it uh, if I'm being a little manic, um, but nobody's going to notice it when I'm depressed. And that's sort of part of the the, the hidden disease that, that I have and, and so many of us share is you, you just can't see it. You don't know. You don't know that that little yawn that I just did, that's, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm ready for bed right now. And I'd like to go lay down and I'd like to, to just leave the world behind in, in doing that so I can just go and be quiet somewhere and I don't have to think about all the crap that I'm thinking about and all the things that are causing me so much stress and that stress causing me anxiety and that anxiety causing me stomach problems and, 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 and. So I'm, I'm not here to complain. I'm not here to whine about it. I, I need to find new answers. I need to find better ways to deal with these things. And in doing this show, I'm hoping, uh, like with this one article I'm going to walk through, I'm hoping that I learn little bits and pieces of things that I didn't know before that I can start applying to my everyday life to help me feel better and to make it less 
um, dangerous for those around me uh, that will suffer the consequences of my having mental health challenges. And, you know, that's part of the stress that I go through is I don't want my family to have to have to go through the kinds of things that I went through. And yet here we are having some challenges that are a direct result from my mental health challenges. And now I've got to f- figure out how to deal with it while being mentally unwell. So let, let's talk about dopamine and serotonin and what's the difference between the two and, and what, what exactly are neurotransmitters? So dopamine and serotonin are, are, are both neurotransmitters. And those are chemical messengers that regulate countless functions and processes in your body, my body, uh, from sleep uh, to our metabolism. While dopamine and serotonin affect many of the same things, they do so in slightly different ways. And it's a rundown of those differences uh, when it comes to depression, digestion, sleep, and, and so many other things. Uh, like like other mental health conditions, depression is a, a complex condition that's caused by a number of factors. Both dopamine and serotonin play a role in depression, though experts are still trying to figure out the details, hence why so many of us go through so many different medication changes and try to figure out what's going to work for us. But the, the main symptoms of depression, of course, are low motivation, feeling helpless, uh, a loss of interest in things that used to be interesting. And experts believe that these symptoms are linked to a dysfunction within your dopamine system. And they also believe the dysfunction might be triggered by short or long-term stress, pain, or trauma. Now, serotonin. Researchers have been studying the link between serotonin and depression for more than 50 years. While they initially believed that low serotonin levels cause depression, they now know that that's not the case. The reality is far more complicated. While low serotonin doesn't necessarily cause depression, increasing serotonin through the use of selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, excuse me, uh, or SSRIs, is one of the most effective treatments for depression. However, they take time to work. Sometimes, you know, a few days you start by feeling a little better. Sometimes it's a few weeks, but they always tell you it's going to take quite a while. So you have to be prepared and understand that you're, there's no instant fix when it comes to dealing with, with these kinds of um, uh, chemical imbalances. People with moderate to severe depression, uh, 40 to 60% of people only report an improvement in their symptoms after they've taken SSRIs for six to eight weeks. And it just suggests that simply increasing serotonin isn't what treats depression. Instead, research has suggested that SSRIs increase positive emotional processing over time, resulting in an overall shift in mood. Another factor in that researchers have found that depression is associated with inflammation in the body. And SSRIs have an anti-inflammatory effect. I did not know that. I probably should have known that, but I did not know that. So the main difference between uh, the two, dopamine system dysfunction is linked to certain symptoms of depression, such as low motivation. And serotonin is involved in how you process your emotions, which can affect your overall mood. Dopamine and serotonin also both play in uh, roles in psychological conditions other than depression. Nearly all pleasurable experiences from eating a good meal to having sex involve the release of dopamine. Uh, That release is part of what makes some things uh, addicting, such as drugs, gambling, shopping, cigarettes. Experts evaluate something's potential to cause addiction by looking at the speed, intensity, and reliability of the dopamine release it causes in your brain. It doesn't take long for your brain to associate certain behaviors or substances with a rush of dopamine. Now, I do need to add to that list of drugs and gambling and shopping, video games, YouTube, um, all all kinds of uh, input that our kids are getting. And they're getting all these serotonin and dopamine rushes that are that are 
causing them this addiction to the to the screens they have in front of their face. Uh, over time, your dopamine system may be less reactive to the substance or activity that used to cause the big rush. So uh, someone might need to consume more of a drug to achieve the same effects that a smaller amount used to provide. Besides Parkinson's disease, experts also believe that a dysfunction of the dopamine system plays a role in bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, ADD, ADHD. And in 2014, serotonin was also linked to several other conditions, including anxiety disorders, um, autism, and bipolar disorder. More specifically, the researchers found low serotonin binding among people with obsessive compulsive disorder and social anxiety disorder. This results in less available serotonin in the brain. In addition, they found that people with autism are more likely to have lower levels of serotonin in certain areas of the brain. Bipolar was also associated with altered serotonin activity, which influenced the severity of someone's symptoms. There's a, a close link between dopamine and how you experience pleasure. Dysfunction of the dopamine system might also contribute to bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Serotonin affects emotional processing, which can have a significant effect on mood. Dopamine, serotonin, and digestion uh, are linked. It's not just your brain that, that gets affected by, by this. You also have dopamine and serotonin in your gut where they play a role in digestion. Dopamine's role in digestion is complex and, and poorly understood. However, experts do know that it helps to regulate the release of insulin from your pancreas. It also affects movement in your small intestine and colon to help food move through your system. In addition, dopamine has a protective effect on the mucosal lining of your gastrointestinal tract, which may help to prevent peptic ulcers. More research is still needed to fully understand how dopamine may affect your guts. Your gut contains around 95% of your body's serotonin. It's released when food enters the small intestine, where it helps to stimulate contractions that push, push food through your intestines. Your gut releases extra serotonin when you eat something containing harmful bacteria or an allergen. The extra serotonin makes the contractions in your gut move faster in order to get rid of the harmful food, usually through vomiting or diarrhea. Low serotonin in your gut, on the other hand, is associated with constipation. Based on this knowledge, research has found that serotonin-based medications can help treat severe gastrointestinal conditions such as IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. They've also been used to treat nausea and vomiting caused by chemotherapy. While both dopamine and serotonin are found in your gut, serotonin plays a much larger role in digestion. It helps to stimulate contractions in your gut that move food through your intestines. Dopamine, serotonin, and your sleep-wake cycle regulated by a small gland in your brain called the pineal gland. And the pineal gland receives and interprets light and darkness signals from the eyes. Chemical messengers translate these signals into the production of melatonin, a hormone that makes you feel sleepy. The pineal gland has receptors for both dopamine and serotonin. Dopamine is associated with wakefulness. Drugs that increase dopamine levels, such as cocaine and amphetamines, typically increase alertness. In addition, Diseases that decrease dopamine production, such as Parkinson's disease, often cause drowsiness. In the pineal gland, dopamine can stop the effects of norpinephrine, a neurotransmitter involved in producing and releasing melatonin. When dopamine appears, your pineal gland makes and releases less melatonin, causing you to perk up. A 2012 study also found that sleep deprivation decreases the ability of certain types of dopamine receptors. With fewer receptors, dopamine doesn't have anywhere to attach to, making it hard to stay awake. Serotonin's role in regulating the sleep-wake cycle is complex. While it plays a role in maintaining sleep, it can also prevent you from falling asleep. How serotonin affects sleep depends on the part of your brain it comes from, the type of serotonin receptor it binds to, and several other factors. 
in a part of your brain called the dorsal raphnuculus, high serotonin is associated with wakefulness. However, an accumulation of serotonin in that area over time may put you to sleep. Serotonin is also involved in preventing rapid eye movement or REM sleep. And studies have shown that increasing serotonin through the use of SSRIs reduces REM sleep. While serotonin seems to both induce sleep and keep you up, it's a chemical precursor to melatonin, the main hormone involved in sleep. Your body needs serotonin from your pineal gland in order to produce melatonin. So the main difference, both dopamine and serotonin play a role in your sleep-wake cycle. Dopamine can inhibit norepinephrine, causing you to feel more alert. Serotonin is involved in wakefulness, sleep onset, and preventing REM sleep. It is also required to produce melatonin. So what's the bottom line? Dopamine and serotonin are two neurotransmitters that play important roles in your brain and your gut. An imbalance in your levels of either one can have effects on your mental health, digestion, and sleep cycle. And there's no clear way to measure serotonin and dopamine levels. While they both affect a lot of the same parts of your health, they do so in distinct ways the experts are still trying to understand. So that tells us that even though we may have been identified with all kinds of, of uh, acronyms, it's still not a perfect science. So if you're struggling and if you're, if you're having trouble with, with mental health issues, you need to go and see somebody and don't just take the one pill they give you and think, oh, it didn't work or, oh, hey, that's pretty good. That'll do. You, you have to continually fine tune what it is that you're doing. You continually fine tune the, the uh, pharmaceuticals that they give you. We can, we can also talk about, um, you know, non, non-pharmaceutical solutions. For some people, those things may work. There, there may just be a, a THC or a CBD that works. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to try and tell somebody to, to try and not take their meds and, and take something as an alternative. Um, uh, side note, I watched someone do that to my father. I saw someone try and convince my father that St. John's wart was all he needed. He didn't need to take any of those other terrible drugs. And that sent him off into a, a a manic phase of a couple of years of, of, of significant issues. So there, there are alternative solutions out there and I, we are going to do a show and talk about CBD and THC and how it affects mental health. We, we will have somebody in that can, that can speak about that. And I think that's actually coming up maybe the next episode. Um, but it, it's so important that when somebody gives you something to take, even though it may make you feel not quite right at first, it may just take a little while to kick in. And you really, really need to give those those pharmaceuticals the chance to do their job. After some time, after you've had the opportunity to get them balanced in your system, if it's still not working, they're replaceable. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't just toss away the toss away the medication that you've been given because it's not doing what you wanted it to do. There is there is light at the end of the tunnel for for so many of us with the proper medication and the proper balance. So as I said, this is going to be a short little blurb of an episode. Uh, I really appreciate the help uh, of so many people that I've spoken to. I appreciate the support of so many people that, that I've talked to, the guests that we've had on so far, and, and the future guests that are coming from, from all across Canada, the United States, and uh, around the world that, that people are listening to this. And I, I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate it. All the positive support from friends and family and everybody that's commenting on this. It really means a lot. And uh, it, it puts a smile on my face. And we all need a, a smile here and there. 
So thank you. This is, again, We're Talking. I'm Chris Potter, and we'll talk soon.